Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. My name is Toad. We're sitting down today with Sean Stemmely. We talked to moving to Nashville at the age of 23. We got into some hunting. We got into some music, writing, Zoom, all that fun stuff. Getting on the Hicks Tape Volume 2 with Jimmy Allen and Justin Moore. We talked pizza in Vegas as well as pizza in Nashville because those are important things if you think about it. We talked about Tim Montana. Yep, quote unquote, he is one crazy dude. We jumped into some of his sponsorships, Snap-on Tools, Shell Gasoline, and of course, WD-40. 9,300 miles across the country in 20 days. Man, that is the real grind. We even got into talking Big Phil. You know what? Let's get to know Sean Stemley. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. We shortened your name the other night, but we'll get it right this time. Sean Stemley at Country AF Radio Studios. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, brother? Dude, welcome to Vegas. Back to oh, Vegas man. again. It's uh, it's one of those things where you're ready to go home at the end of it. <laughs> you can't For say me, that. At least. For you've me, been, at least. You've been on the road just a little bit lately. I know that we helped you out in Yuma, Arizona last weekend, and then this past Friday you were up in Emmett, Idaho, and now you're in Vegas. Vegas again last night, now you're heading home. Yep, heading home. No, i got to get right back to it in like two days. Where, where are you heading to next? I'm going to play a hometown show in Evansville, Indiana, and then we're going to go up to, to Illinois and finish it off for the year. Hometown, Evansville, Indiana. How long ago did you move out of Evansville? Um, I'm actually from Newburgh, Indiana. It's a town outside of um, of Evansville. Um, just nobody knows what it is, so I just say Evansville. But I moved July 2017. We had a um, a Stoney's, Evansville, for yeah, a little while. I remember that. Yeah, my dad used to go there all the time. Dude, I love your dad. I was for too that. young. I was too young. That town, that town uh, I never went back there for any of it, but um, the town seemed a little bit crazy. It is. For a little, it's a college town? Uh, yeah, there's University of Evansville, and then there's USI as well. Right. Yeah, it is it is a crazy town sometimes. So I have, a, I have a fun question. I was thinking about this morning. I know you like to hunt, live in the desert, I mean, in the woods, and I said desert because we're here. Um, fishing, those are all your things, shooting. If you had your choice, would you would you rather make all your money doing that and do music as a fun project, or would, do you like music as your money maker and hunting and fishing and all that, the lifestyle as the I fun? Like, I like music being the money maker because I feel like if I did hunting for a living, like trying to make money off of it, it would turn into a job and not a hobby that I love to do. Right. Um, which is what I try to keep music as as well. But I mean, it's a lot of business and, and all that stuff and. I feel like I can't really make an impact on the world like I want to do if I'm just hunting for for a living and I was given a gift to be able to do this stuff so I'd I'd choose this any day over hunting for a living. At what age did you realize you wanted to be a singer? Um 23, I think. Yeah, 23. Did you start out writing or did you start out just like I started singing in a the cab of a tractor whenever I was 20 and then I joined uh, vocal group in a, at a mega church with like 5,000 members and, and did that for a long time and then kind of just like quit all of it because it just didn't seem realistic to do that for a living so I just was focusing on my what I did before this and um, I was introduced to songwriting by my buddy Austin Peckham he started taking me to Nashville and I kind of fell in love with it and had to make a choice so I moved at what age did you move to Nashville 23 and you moved by yourself or you moved with your buddy Austin uh, he was already there, but we I moved w- with him, yeah. And you wrote first? 
or did you get into just a little bit of everything when you when you first moved to Nashville? Um, I mean, I didn't even know how to play guitar when I moved, so it was just like a thing where I was I was like I saved up a bunch of money before I moved, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna develop myself for a year, and then try to get good at everything and see what happens and go out and network and all that stuff and. AKA drink a lot. Drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of money on alcohol was spent during that. So yeah. I mean it's it was just like a thing where I was I was like, okay, I'm gonna learn how to do this. And if it don't work out, then I'll just go back and, and run the company or whatever in Indiana. Is it a family business back at home? Yeah. Okay. So it's called Stimley Excavating. So do you do you do you think that, that helped you by going to Nashville knowing that you always had something to go back to? Um Yeah, but I didn't like to see it that way because I didn't want it to be uh, thing where it was like, okay, you know, I'm, I don't have to try that hard because I got a good paying job if I don't make it. Like I didn't, I didn't want it to be like that. So I told myself if I don't get a record deal in three years, and I told my grandpa this too. I said if I don't get a record deal in three years, I'll come back and take the company over. And I got a record deal in a year and eight months. And how how do you think that all came about? So you moved there. Who's the first artist that you met when you when you went there that you kind of looked up to in the industry that um, maybe kind of helped you out and took you under their wing and showed you some ins and outs of Nashville? Because you can't just go there and just assume you know it all. Yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely am a learner. Like, I, I, I've i always gone by the motto, like what my grandpa and my dad taught me, like just shut the hell up. If you don't know, shut up and listen. Yeah. Like, that's just what I did, and that's what I, that's, that's what I did in Nashville, and and it worked. But, I mean, I, I, can't, I can't remember who first artist I was. Like, who's the first group of people that you hung out with that, that kind of like – helped you because I, I know that happens there you get into this little clique of people that kind of like show you the ropes I'm not saying who to talk to who not to talk to but more of a as a sense of that just said like kind of helped you with like questions like you said if you don't know yet you right. listen but was there I mean we I, I kind of developed my own little group of people yeah um you know I my thing has always been like I don't base my buddies off of fame I, I base it off if you're a good dude if you're a good dude I'm going to be friends with you. Right. I so guess I kind of developed my own little friend group. And right. We're all still friends, just about all of us. Um, but I didn't meet anybody famous until yeah. the day I walked into Big Loud. I, didn't, I don't think I meant that in a sense of... Like, uh, no, you just mean like, who did I like, Someone like that watch. had experience in, in, in town, per, right. per se, that was in the same industry as you. That, But, I mean, I understand what you're saying completely because you, you just figure out what who are the good people and... So yeah. then, so then you walk into uh, into I would say the, the first guy like that would have been Ryan Robinette. I would yeah. say he he believed in me since the day that he met me, and he would always push me. And we wrote Georgia together, um, so that was kind of the song that that kick started everything for me. I put it out, and then all these labels discovered it, and we did a showcase, and I, I did one showcase in Nashville, and I got a record deal. So I, my journey has been easier than most. Yeah. Like it sometimes it seems hard and all that and I look back and I'm like, Holy crap, I've only been doing this for four years. Right. I mean, and you know, I'm with, in my opinion, the best label in Nashville by landslide. Um, I got the best team, I got the best peers and and I'm now I know all these bigger artists than me that take me under their wing and, and we're all buddies and stuff. It's life has completely changed in the past like three years. It's pretty badass if you think about it. So you get on the the Hicks tape stuff. Yep. Um, I you you said that on stage the other night about that. How did that all come come about? I mean, I know that this is what volume two. Yeah. 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 Um, so I toured with Hardy for like five months in 2019, like into into the uh, beginning of 2020, 
and um, we kind of just like got to know each other or whatever. And and the Hicks tape one was already like a thing; it was already out. And um, not a bad song on the on one. No, not a bad song. Um, but they had been talking about doing the second one for a long time, and I didn't expect to be on it at all. And I got the call from our label president saying, like, hey, man, like, you're going to be on Hicks tape, too. I was like, perfect. Let's go. So we chose, we, we chose like, several different songs, and we had to narrow it down. And, and um, I remember Seth called me. He goes, hey, we got, you know, Jimmy Allen's going to do it with you. He goes, we need one more guy, and you've heard the song, like, who would sound good on it? And I go, I'm not going to lie to you. Justin Moore would sound freaking awesome on this song because it's just country as hell. And he goes, dude, I didn't think about that. He says, I'll call you right back. Ten minutes later, call me back. He's like, cool, we got him. So, um, Is he on the same label? No. No, no. so that was outside. Yeah, maybe. it was. Jimmy and Justin are both on different labels than me and different labels than each other, too. But Hicks tape is just, um, and the thing that a lot of people don't know is there's no repeats, besides Morgan and Hardy. There's no re- repeats of artists. So, there are, every year it's brand new artists? I mean, every well, volume? or From Hicks tape one to Hicks tape two, there's no repeats. Right, other than the like two it's guys. All, that... It's different artists other than Morgan and Hardy. That's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm assuming those two are the ones that put the whole thing together? Uh, Hardy is. Yeah. Hardy is, yeah. It's it's a Hardy thing, but it's also like a big loud thing. So Hardy's kind of like the director, and then Joey produces it all, and then they all kind of like choose the artists. It's pretty cool. It is. It's... I remember when I heard uh, the first one. I haven't listened to the entire Hicks tape, Hicks tape volume two yet, but it's probably something I need to I haven't either. <laughs> I just haven't had time to sit down and, right? and listen, but I'm, I think I'm going to do it on the plane ride back from here. That's perfect. Just download it in your Spotify real quick yeah. and then go. That's probably a good idea, man. The last one came out this past week, so it's done now. The whole thing's out. Because they, okay. they did it week by week on this one. What, just a single by single? Mm-hmm. Well, oh, that's kind of smart, too. Yeah, they always got their strategies, and, and they study what works and what doesn't, and that's just how they release music. That's why we've only released singles. Right. Are you planning on putting out a complete album, per yeah. se? or? Yeah, I'm putting it out February 18th. And how many songs are on that? 14. Holy shit, you're not messing around. Mm-mm. Most people are doing EP crap. Are you going to well, release the whole thing at one time, or are they going to do this week-by-week shit again? No, nah, the 14. So one will drop January 7th, and then the rest of it will drop... February 18th. That's badass. You excited? We're going to deluxe it as well. But yeah, I'm super excited. What does deluxe it mean? Like waiting a little bit, like giving it a little bit of time after the release and then it turns into more songs. Oh, right on. Yeah. So it'll deluxe into like almost 20. It'll be 20, I think. Holy cow. And they're already all done? The deluxe ones aren't. No. The rest of them are all done and turned in. So So you got some shit to do when you get back home. Yeah. I mean, shoot, I've been writing for this stuff for two or three years. Yeah. I mean, we got plenty of songs, and then I always get outside pitches from other writers and stuff. So we got plenty of songs. We just got to get in there and record them. Did you do a lot of writing during during 2020? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I write all the time. Did you do a lot of the Zoom stuff? Uh, At first, yeah. Yeah. At first, and then I I was just like, this. I don't like this. It's tough, right? If it's somebody that I know really well, the Zoom thing's all right, but... Other than that, it's it's just weird to me. I like to be like in the room. What, do you remember your first writing session when you moved to Nashville of with someone that you didn't know? Mm, no, no. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to ask you who it was. There's I just, just so I just many meant in a sense. Like, do you remember your first experience going there? Was it like kind of a first date sort of thing where it you was, were like, it was definitely an adjustment thing. Yeah, like because I had only written by myself before that, so figuring out like a way to work a room and and getting everybody like in sync with each other whenever you don't really know each other that well is challenging yeah 
Yeah. I've heard a lot of artists compare it to a first date. That's why I just wanted to. Because you just kind of like go there and you have a drink, feel well, it that's out, exactly get loose. What it is. Yeah. So whenever I sign a pub deal, they put they put you through something called it's that's called speed dating. Speed dating. And for like a year and a half, they put me in rooms with different people every day. Wow. They call it speed dating, so they can figure out like who you work with, who, who you can click with, who you click with, who you don't, who you want to try again, all that stuff. Do you do you um your goals for twenty two after getting this album out? Obviously, are you looking to get back on the road? Do you want to go out as a support, or do you want to go out as a headliner, or um, do you care or preference? We balance both of them. Like in venues like this, we can headline or whatever, but like arenas and stuff, obviously we're not headlining yet. So yeah. We'll go out with other people for that, but I, I plan on just kind of doing both. Do you uh, for for next year? For next year, um, you already went out on the road with Hardy. Yeah, how was that experience? Great. It was great. His he, team's he, awesome. Everybody's everybody's super like welcoming and humble, and it's it was a great experience. He played here um, during the ACMs um, a couple years back, and we always do this thing a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and I believe it was him and John Langston on a Thursday night, which is our ladies' night. We normally don't do music on Thursdays. It's very rare. But Morgan came out for him, and Cole Swindell came out for John Langston, and <laughs> it just turned into... Actually, truth be told, it turned into probably one of the biggest shit shows ever in a good way because Thursday, ACM weekend, everybody's just getting to town, and yeah. they ain't got nothing to do, so they all end up here. And it's a shit show in this place, man. Yep. It's super fun, but um, ACM's going to be a little bit weird this year because they're doing it on a Monday in March. Really? Yeah. And they're... Mm. Oh, they're doing over at Legion Stadium. There's a lot of lot of seats in that place. Well, the good thing about Mondays is in Nashville. That's that's the day that we party the hardest, that's right? Yeah, but you're not going to be in Nashville. You're going to be in Vegas. Yeah, I mean, we'll just bring it here. <laughs> y'all, y'all open your doors on Monday. <laughs> open I your think doors. We're actually doing a, a thing on Sunday um, with ACM, a Lifting Lives event, um, a motorcycle ride. Nice. Yeah, and pre-COVID, we had John Party and Randy Hauser were the two guys that were steering it up and still trying to work on that and make sure that that works out all right because that would be fun. Hey, dude, those two guys right there, that, that'll be that'll be a good shit show like you were saying. Yeah, I know. That. Hopefully they don't drink before they go riding. <laughs> You're a bad thing yeah. in Vegas. <laughs> yeah, you can't do that here. No way. Shoot. What was your favorite thing that you uh, accomplished on this trip to Vegas? Um, I mean, really just playing here. I've always heard about how awesome it is to play here so i'm just glad i got to experience that i mean i don't know if we the only thing that we accomplished was that you guys I mean, didn't do any gambling or anything like that go get some random food or not this time no casino hopping i did go after we played on saturday i went to uh this ufc after party thing and then went to uh losers in vegas because i wanted to see what it's like here it's a small venue huh losers yeah yeah i mean i, I just wanted to see because i didn't even know it existed because yeah. that losers, I go there all the time in Nashville. Right. And I was like, there's one here. So I, we went and checked that out and then got some pizza and went home. Where'd you get pizza at, man? I got to ask that question. That's I don't remember pizza. what it was. You called. don't even remember. It, it was, was the middle of the night. It was in Caesar's Palace somewhere. Was it good? Yeah, I think so. Wait, I saw you were drunk. I was so a little drunk bit, pizza. A little bit, little bit messed up, but. You, you know, one of my, um, um, I met some. I met the Country Rebel guys down in San Diego a few years back when they were still back down there, and I went down there and partied with them one night, and I, I left, and someone there told me what the good pizza was to go to that was a walking distance back to the hotel. Well, we stopped at this one place, and the pizza was horrible. I took one bite and threw it out. I don't care, and I was drunk. I mean, Ugh. this was four years ago. Um, and I go to the next place and where we allegedly were told to go to in the first place. Good pizza. But, like, there's a difference between bad pizza and good pizza. And I always ask this question, what's your favorite pizza in Nashville? Because 
or around Nashville because I haven't found shit there. I've been to Five Points. I've been to a few other places. I just oh. went to Till Five when I was there last time, which is definitely drunk pizza. But yeah, um, do you have a go-to there for pizza? I'm just looking for help, man. Yeah, I would say, uh, gosh, what's that place called? There's so many restaurants there. What's that one place called? Um, two Two Boots Pizza in Midtown okay. is really good. All right. Um, and then I go to this place in Franklin as well. That's my favorite place. I don't. Remember, it's like my. I can't remember. It's a, it's an Italian name. It starts with an M, but I don't remember. What and it's, it's in called. Franklin. Yeah, and it's good pizza. So I guess that's not Nashville, but no, that's all right, man. It's still worth. I mean, I went to Prince's out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and yeah. I ended up at Tim Montana's house. Some 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 reason why. Prince's chicken, hot chicken. Yeah, but it wasn't downtown. It was far away, and it wasn't too far from Tim's house. And I wonder where that would have been. That's you probably were. Uh, down like all off old hickory down there at that princess shit probably yeah i used to live right there i can't remember where tim lives like what part of town out in the middle of nowhere i i can i can pull it up but we were literally there and um we were going to i looked around i was like dude this looks familiar and he's like yeah you're right around the corner from my house bring me this five minutes later another oh dude my wife wants something to eat then five minutes later it was um my producer's here and we're doing doing this video bring him something to eat we all get done eating i mean i'm still there ordered the food i get done eating i'm getting ready to leave and i get another phone call he's like man my kids are here i can't leave them out so i'm like dude <laughs> why don't you just tell me all this at one time i'd have been fine but ended up going to his house watching um the video he did with charlie sheen i got mm. to see I, I got to see it before it came out and it was um I don't know if you hang out with that dude, but with Tim, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, he's bad news, man. Uh, he's, <laughs> he is a different, different breed for sure. That dude is is nuts. But. Let's talk about your sponsorship stuff and how all that stuff came about. I know that you work with, um, is it Moss something Mossy Oak? Yeah, I mean, I'm just like kind of like partnered with a few people, and yeah, and um, yeah, I, just basically comes out of like the hobbies that I have. Really, yeah, the main ones are like. You know, I, I work with Snap-on tools a lot, um, Shell, gasoline, Rotella, oil. Um, so, dude, when WD40. you get a... You, <laughs> you, yeah. better, you better now, right? Yeah. yeah that when you work with Shell, out. when you go on the road, they just give you a card to get free gas wherever you I guys wish, go? <laughs> I wish, dude. I wish. You know, that's... That, unfortunately, that's not how that works, but... That's bullshit, dude. It should. Yeah, I mean, whatever. In this day and age, that would be handy. Hell yeah, sure. man. You could... I mean, that... The gas on the road these days, I can only imagine. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. I um, I drove a van and trailer from Nashville to Los Angeles. And then Los Angeles up through Paso Robles, up like all the way up to the coast through Reno, into Bend, Oregon, played in all those places with Rantley Gilbert, and then went from Bend back to Nashville. And then Nashville to Kentucky, up to Moline, Illinois, and then all the way to Casper, Wyoming, up to Three Forks, Montana, back down to Casper, Wyoming to play, and then all the way back to Nashville. How long ago was in that? August. It was in August. In August. Mm -hmm. You did all that in one month? 20 days. Holy shit balls. Dude, yep. that's the grind. 9,300 miles. Yep. How do you sleep on a trip like that? There's not a whole lot of it, but it was fun. We saw a lot of cool stuff. I bet. It was fun. You got to hang out with your boys and... Yeah, I mean, it was only me and Phil on the way there. Right. We picked... I, I flew them out to L.A., and we picked them up at the airport in L.A. But, yeah, it let's, was it was interesting. Let's 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 talk about Big Phil just for a second. He's your tour manager, and he's obviously your buddy from Kid Times, right? Um, We met each other whenever I was probably... I wasn't old enough to get in the bars. He used to sneak me in the bars. 
Um, <laughs> I was probably 19 when, he, when I met him, like whenever we became friends. Right. I knew who he was and stuff before that. We went to the same high school, but he graduated like two or three years before me. But, yeah. Um, I'm we, not going to lie. The first time I talked to him, he said, this is Big Phil. I just expect, I, I, my, my expectation was way different. Was way different because th- that that terminology this day you just think of something completely different. He showed up and I'm like, you can't be Big Phil. He You're is. like medium Phil. You're not Big Phil. Well, his biceps are the size of my head, but he don't. He he's all self conscious about it all the time, so he's always wearing sweatshirts. Right. That's why his name is that. His name hasn't always been that. Like whenever we were buddies back home, he that wasn't. I, I just had to come up with a cool nickname for him. And that and that's what stuck. Yeah, I used to call his dad that. And then I was like, well, fuck, you, y'all are the same size. I'm just going to start calling you that, too. Right. So, Big Phil Jr. <laughs> just kind of stuck. Yeah, Big Phil Jr. <laughs> Pretty much. But How do you get him out of his job to come on the road with you? Um, so after my grandpa passed away, he was helping me clean out a couple of barns that, uh, that needed to be cleaned because my grandpa left a bunch of messes everywhere. And... Um, I was told by a couple of tour managers that usually the best TMs are your friends first. And then because they know, they know, like, they just know you better. Right. You know, your mannerisms, your characteristics, things you like, things you don't like. Exactly. Sure. So I was thinking about it and I was like, shoot, I got one buddy that's single and it's Phil like, yeah. from back home. And uh, we were cleaning out the barn and, and I was like, dude, like, how much money do you make at your job per week? And he told me, and I was like, if I told you that I could top that, if you come to be my tour manager, what would you say? He goes, okay. Did he know anything about the industry? No. He's just kind of like learning he's it. He's still learning. Yep. I love it. Yep, he's still green, but he's doing a great job. He's doing a great job. He's all business when we're on the road. That's, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, I believe we've talked about Sam Grow. His manager was in radio, clueless, clueless to what life is on the road and all that kind of stuff. And Sam just hit him up and said, I want you to be my manager. And he goes, well, I don't know shit about it. He goes, we'll figure it out together. Yeah. And I think you're right. Those are probably the best things to to come about those. Mm-hmm. You're right. People get to know you, and um, they go on the road, and they know what you like to drink, what you like to eat, what how a stage is going to be set up, what what you need for everything like that. And yeah. that's, that's uh, I never thought well, of Also, what way. a lot of people don't realize is, like, wh- whenever I am thinking about hiring somebody, whether it's a guitar player or, like, lighting guy or like sound guy it's it's always the hang first sure because the show is only like 70 minutes of the day the rest of it is being around each other you have to like them so that's another reason why the friend thing is it just makes more sense because you know that you can tolerate them for that long right um so to me like the number one thing is is if if you're if you're not an asshole you know (laughs) i don't want to be traveling the entire country with a freaking douche canoe right so um what yeah. do you tell them? You can go on the road with us for like uh, 30 days, and if you fart too much in the bus, you're out? That kind of sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, if that was the case, we'd all be fired. <laughs> so, no yeah. ban, no ban. Nah, yeah, the farting thing, it just happens. A bunch of dudes, that's what happens. But, yeah, if you're just like negative all the time, if you're putting off bad energy, man, sure. it, it affects the entire squad. So, we don't like that. No, hell no. What's been your favorite experience so far as an artist? Um like something that sticks out that you say that you're glad that you made this choice because this happened. I mean, other I than playing s- at Stoney's final. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I would say, um, really honestly, like people coming up to me and tell me like, 
how my stuff is like my music affects them in all these different ways and it just it's crazy to me like i had this dude in iowa come up to me and long story short told me that my song z71 prevented him from shooting himself in the head oh wow i was like a song about a truck like how what he's like yeah it sounds weird dude but bob and he told me the story and i was like holy smokes like his his wife had just left him or whatever, and he fucking didn't have nothing left or or whatever, and I, I, something happened in his truck, and the song came on, and he was Man. about to kill himself. Everything happens for a reason. That, I was like, oh my gosh! Like that was literally the song took me an hour to write. Right, that was an hour of my time, and then that dude would be dead if it wasn't for which that. tune was it? It's called Z seventy one. Oh, I know that song. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, that's why I was shocked. I would have expected another one besides that song. This song is just about a truck. Sure, but it hit. It something resonated with yeah. them on it, and getting all these DMs about like how like my stuff's helping them through a breakup or through like hard times and all that—that's pretty cool to me. I mean, if I can make an impact on people like that, then I'm satisfied. That's badass. Yeah, I I would tell you that I was pleasantly surprised at all the youth that was in here on Saturday night singing your songs because yeah. I'm I'm not a fan of terrestrial radio. I don't think a lot of people listen to it anymore. So people are out, always out looking for music. Um, you sold some tickets to the show, which doesn't happen at Stoney's very often either <laughs> because people don't like to get ahead of themselves unless it's a big artist. Right. In Vegas, you can see anything here. Yeah. I mean, they got literally. residencies here. Yeah. Brooks and Dunn. And Aldine, yeah. Aldine and Brooks and Dunn were playing the same night that we played. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you think about all the stuff that was going on in this town, and, and we had a good time, man. Yeah, it was great. And I, I like I always look, look around because uh, I'm a fan of new music. I'm a fan of music, period. But I, I like to see how people engage with an artist because that tells me a lot about bringing them back, that sort of thing. I'm always right. learning. And uh, when I was standing out there and I was just watching, there was this group of these three girls that were dancing with their with their guys. And they all had X's on their hands, which means they're under tw- 21. And they were singing every word to every song. And I was like, Jesus, man, like this is what's badass because number one, they're fans of music. Number two, they didn't hear it on the fucking radio. No. No. So that's where I sit back and go, I know we're doing something right by bringing an artist in here that um, that isn't radio, whatever, on the radio. I don't want to say radio worthy because that's not the words. No. But I mean, in my opinion, good music is good music and it's going to register to people whether it's on the radio or or it's on their spotify sure it don't matter um i mean obviously radio helps but if it's good music and it's authentic people are gonna relate to it and come to shows and sing it yeah i mean and i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you that um it's it's rare here to find someone that comes in a newer artist like like yourself and they sing (laughs) i literally just sat there and went this is badass like that's the kind of stuff that i like i like seeing people smile when they dance when they listen to music i like to see people engaged i like to obviously the lyrics i mean if they know the lyrics they're true fans and i think that was super super fun and it's rare here so put that feather in your cap as well yeah Yeah. well we'll be back then dude you will be this place is great i I love it here y'all got like a good system going like we were taken care of the entire time and all that. Like that don't happen everywhere. So it's it's been smooth. We pride ourselves on that. Yeah. How I, was the private event last night? It was great. Yeah. It was a private event. You know, you know how those go. Yeah. But I mean, it was it was cool. We just did the same exact thing that we did the night before, but just with people sitting down, right, and drinking fancy drinks. I didn't even come in last night. Were there tables on the floor? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool then. So yeah. they got to see a different kind of show. Yeah, I mean, our our set is a little bit high energy for that stuff, but we still had fun. Right. Like, if, if people are sitting down, like, a lot of my songs are very, like, metal country almost. So it's like, it can get a little bit weird. But, um, 
No, we just we do our thing no matter what. If there's two people in front of us, if people are sitting down, if there's ten thousand people in front of us and everybody's standing, it's it's the same thing. Sure. So yeah. I mean and and then uh the dude that hired us, he had his his little girl's fifteen years old and was a violent. Oh yeah, violent oh, yeah. I meant to ask, how did that go? Did it's she great. get up there with you? Oh she killed it. Really? Fifteen year old girl played double one down to Georgia and she didn't miss a note. Really? She had like the sheet music to it. I, I read the sheet music, blah blah. I'm like None of us even know how to read music on the stage besides you. <laughs> but, yeah, she uh, she killed it. Good where Lord. was she on Saturday, man? <laughs> uh, L.A., I guess. That's where they live. Really? They flew her right after she got done playing. They flew her out. She had to go to school today. Wow. Life of a rock star right there, that's, huh? That's some rich people shit right there. Yeah, another level. Yep. Another level. Because they stayed behind. They flew, their, they flew their daughter out, probably on a PJ. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, it was a cool experience. This whole entire weekend has been cool. So that's pretty badass. I like it. Uh, um, is there like a venue that you have that's something that's set on your goals as a place to play? Something that you want to headline? Probably Red Rocks would be one. Yeah, hell yes. Um, if you could do that show at Red Rocks and you were the headliner, who would you bring with you? Who would you want there with you to experience that? What artist? Like as an opener? Sure. Uh, Say Aldine, that'd be badass, man. Aldine open for Sean Stanley. No way that'll happen. <laughs> ain't no way, dude. But I mean, to see that, like, if we're not talking about openers, pretty much everybody on my label, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like my family. So um, Aldine is one of my heroes. Blake Shelton, like, I don't know. I feel like they should all just they should all show up, right? But just show up. Yeah. Be be the guest people on the on the thing. That'd be badass. That venue is. I've never seen a show there, but I've been there like three or four times. I've never I've never even been there before. Yeah, it's neat. My one of my really good friends lives about an hour or so away from there, so I always go see him a lot in Denver, mm -hmm. and we always drive up there and walk up them damn stairs because yeah. it's a, it's a hustle. But just walking on that stage when there's nothing there and just seeing everything, it's pretty it's pretty badass, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I would also say uh, Rub Arena. That's another one. Right. Where's that at? Lexington. Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Um, just because of being a Wildcats fan my entire life, selling that place out would be would be awesome. What's the cap there? It's probably like 10, 5, 11, something like that. So I'll give you two years to do that. Sounds good. Yeah. Well, we'll Either see. that you got to go back and, you know, work on the family business. <laughs> uh, at this point, I can't do that. But, yeah. Um, I'd say the, another one would be the Ford Center. Yeah. Evansville headlining that. I I played there with Justin Moore, but headlining it would be really cool. Um, just because I literally know half the people in the crowd. Right. That's a ten thousand cap room too. But every one of them would be asking for free tickets, dude. Oh, dude, we're playing there on Friday, and that's already. Yeah. It's, we're playing at a club, but um, yeah, I bet you I've gotten a hundred messages from people just, hey, dude, blah, blah, blah. what do I got? Yeah. I'm like, dude, it's a, it's a door deal, like. That's my answer to everything. If you pay $10 for tickets, it's going to me yeah. to make my living. Like, Respect my business. Yeah, it's like your close friends don't want to support any of that. It's weird. Well, it's, a, it's the entitled expectation. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we, I get my mama and all that free tickets and sure. my family, but... Yeah. Um, and like my close friends, obviously, but like, I can't, if you ain't talked to me in two years, I'll, I ain't, man, I laughed. Um, we just announced Jimmy Allen playing here and the shit I'm getting of, can you get me in or do I have to buy tickets? And all I do is send back a ticket link. Cause I just don't understand. I just don't understand. It's not that expensive either. No, dude. It's not like it's a $200 ticket. No, Jimmy Allen's 20 bucks. 20 here. bucks. 20 bucks. So they're just trying to save 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Stay nice. home. Wow. 
Yeah, it's dude. It happens every single week. Every single week we get because as the bigger artists come through here, you know, we just had Granger come through here and we sold that thing out. People couldn't get in. Yeah, and that's why I tell people don't sleep. Just don't sleep. Go mm-hmm. get your tickets and don't sleep on it because yep. the end of the day is support. That's the guest list of this. We were closed for a year and a half, man. Yeah, like we're trying to get back on our feet again, so you guys have a place to play and so we can still slang beers. Exactly, and that's another thing. Like I didn't have like y'all had your jobs. This yeah. whole time. I didn't have my job for 14 months. Yep. Like, we didn't play one show for 14 months. And the a lot of people don't know, but, like, the main revenue for an artist is touring. Yeah. Because some of us own them, but most of us don't own our masters. I mean, most of us don't. Like, we have so much, like, overhead and all that crap, like, that There's we have to pay. There's bills to keep, yeah, that still keep going. And the only way to stay ahead of the game is touring. Yeah. And merch. So... You, you got to support it in that way if you really support the artists, in my opinion. Right. I just love all the stuff that's coming out of everything for the holidays this year. Is su- support the small business. Support your friends. That sort of thing. Because, you know, they're trying to do the same thing you are. And you're right. A lot, a lot of people didn't lose their jobs and kept working mm-hmm. and kept having an income. And I don't know. I get the giggles out of all that because the entitled world we live in is is so bad. It's crazy, ain't it's it? It's so bad. Yeah. I mean, but when when you do go sell out one of those places, don't be surprised to hear from me, but it won't be for two years. I mean, I'm still going to talk to you every now and then. Hell but. yeah. <laughs> I'll be looking forward to it. I'm right. coming to one of them. What about the Opry? Is that, is, that, is that a goal of yours to get your foot in there? I mean, yeah, it's a goal for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's not like the main goal, right? but it would be really awesome. Yeah. I'd rather, I mean, I'd, headlining the Ryman would be really cool, obviously. But, yeah, the Opry would be dope as well. There's just so many of them. I don't know. So many venues. What about Billy Bob's? Hell, yeah. I've never been there. I've never even seen it. I've heard a lot about it. Right. I mean, what's the cap in that room? Big. 8,000, something Something like that. Yeah, that's pretty big. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't think I've ever played a show in Texas. I played a private one there. Those don't count, right? I wonder how you would do that. I think you'd do pretty damn good there, man. I think. I mean, if I, I look at statistics and all that stuff on my phone, I can see it. Yeah. And um, for my song "Hello You Up," the number one like listener is males in Texas. I was like, "What the hell?" That's like the last thing I would have expected. I wouldn't. I mean, those guys down. I mean, they love Cody Johnson. I yeah. mean, yeah, I would follow that in the same suit of music style. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, I guess maybe one day we'll tour there. I don't know. I don't know why we haven't. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Give you something to look forward to now, right? Making that red dirt jump from Nashville is kind of tough. Like, touring-wise, it, it can get tough. Why do you say are, that? Those people down there are so dedicated to right. Texas artists, I mean, which is cool. You know, they support their own, but it's hard to, like, get in there with them, you know? To be one of the good old boys in Texas? Yeah. I mean, just being part of that, like, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a whole different – literally, they have their own, like – radio stations there they do like they have their own radio charts in texas yeah we get a lot of people that tell us that we need to do a lot more red dirt here i had cody johnson here i've had casey donahue here i've had uh whiskey myers has played here um we've had a lot of those artists that that come through that scene stony larue all that kind of stuff but like i finally finally got um oh my god I'm working on a show with Tristan Merez. Um, who's the other fucking dude? She Gone. He sings She Gone. And I'm totally... Now I feel like a retard. She Gone. Randall King? Randall King. Yeah, Thank gotcha. You. 
Dude, I don't know why I just... He's playing the day after my birthday here. I booked that show on purpose. Heck yeah. But, like, I'm super excited for that one. So May's going to be rad. Um, I like that kind of stuff because the people come out of the woodworks for that. People mm-hmm. that you wouldn't expect to come out. It's just Stonies and, and all that kind of stuff. Just yep. a different... But, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see you get through Texas. I think that would change your whole fan base big time. And, and there's, like, literally 100 venues down there to play. Yeah. I mean, I, I know dudes that never leave Texas. They tour Texas all year. And they make a good living. Right. They don't necessarily need to. We flew down there to the, the Loud and Heavy Fest um, for Cody Jinks thing mm-hmm. that was going on down there. And that was definitely different. I mean, it was outdoors, two stages, had some heavy-ass shit playing, and then a lot of co- country stuff. And it was obviously loud and heavy. But uh, um, they do have their fan base. There's like 7,500 people there for that Whew. thing. Outdoors. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah, and it was sprinkling. But you got Cody Jinks, Whiskey Myers, mm. like... I'm a whiskey fan. I wish we could get them back in here again. Just like I'm a Cadillac 3 fan. They're gonna, they'll be playing here in March, their third time here, which is kind of fun. Those guys are crazy. Um, they put on one hell of a show, too. But Who wrote that? Who wrote like the Cadillac 3 thing on there on that drum head? Um, Whoever it was had a good handwriting. Shit. Yeah, it's one of them dudes. I don't. I don't honestly don't know. That's a good question. It's probably Jaron. Yeah? <laughs> He's probably the only one that can write. No, uh, I'm, Neil can, can, can write. Kelby can cook. <laughs> cooking with Kelby. Have you have you seen his thing? Uh-uh. Yeah, he's got this little video thing that's called Cooking with Kelby. Hey, that's a that's a valuable thing to know how to do. I'm trying so. to teach myself lately too. May, not on the road. Not on the road. Hot pocket. At home. At home though. I've been mixing up all these different deer recipes and ducks yep. and fish and stuff. You know, my buddy Ian just uh just got back from hunting. He got an elk, a big one. And I told him I just yeah, wanted yeah. the back strap and he gave me a picture that was just flipping me off. Wasn't uh, very nice, but we're going to do a um I got a freezer full of toro at my house. My buddy Jay fishes a lot down in California, San Diego toro. area. And uh we're going to do this surf and turf thing where we're going to smoke a bunch of elk and eat a bunch of sushi all in one. I yeah, like yeah. I like that. I I was a meat cutter for 7 years, but I don't hunt. Mm. So I don't have a problem cutting it all up and all that. I've just never really gotten into hunting. Yeah. I mean, that's it's it's an acquired taste. You got to really love it. Right. Because it gets cold. It's not always fun. Like I don't care about all that shit, man. You just got to love the chase. Yeah. That's pretty much what it is. But. I got I to gotta work on the clay pigeons first, man. Well. That's, that's my first goal. Come on out to Nashville Gun Club, then. I'm going to give you a damn phone call my next trip out there, dude. Okay. Because that's what we're going to do. You're going to show me how to do this because I don't know how. Hey. We can go out there all day long. I'll shoot a nine millimeter, but I'm like it's been a long time since I shot any if kind of buckshot. Hey, if you hit a clay pigeon with a nine, <laughs> I, I uh, I'm not saying I can't. <laughs> I'm not hey. saying I can't, but that'd be fun to try. That would be interesting to say the least. It's already hard enough with a shotgun spread, right? But if you can do that, you don't need a shotgun if you can do that. We're gonna figure it out, yeah. dude. Tell people how to find you online. So to find me online, you can go to at Sean Stimley, S E A N S T E M A L Y. It's that simple because I got a weird name. It's the only one in the world. Um, that's how to find me on pretty much everything. So I think it's Sean Stimley Music on TikTok. I don't know. I don't get on there much. But, yeah, that's how you find me. You can find me on SeanStimley.com, um, pretty much every social media thing. So We look forward to the big drop next year. Hell, yeah. Me I'm too. excited, man. Well, hey, been a, been a long time coming. So looking forward to it. Yes, sir. I like it. Thanks for the time.